This is the Sporting Life Skybet Championship podcast in association with Skybet. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening to the Championship Podcast. Thank you so much for being with myself, Gareth, with Noel, Dom and Tom to talk about the most probably controversial, disturbing uh, weekend of Skybet Championship football so far. We are going to be talking about the, the very confusing playoff picture right now, that race for the automatic promotion spaces. We'll talk about everything going on at Bolton. We'll reflect on Darren Moore being sacked at West Brom. And being that it's Cheltenham Festival Week, we're going to be joined by Ben Linfoot from the racing team a little later on to uh, get his best bets for Cheltenham. Um, but also, we're going to play a little game. He's compared certain Cheltenham Festival horses to championship sides, and we're going to guess who they are. So join us for that a little bit uh, uh, later on. Sadly, we do have to talk about the second City derby, <coughs> first of all, and um, very rarely we're that serious on this show, but I think we're <coughs> going to be serious for this. Aston Villa won it at St Andrews against Birmingham, one goal to nil. Jack Grealish with the goal after he had been maliciously attacked from behind and punched by what we presume is a Birmingham fan. People always say we don't use the word fan in this instance, and, and that's a debate in itself. Mm. Uh, to, to, to see that... Just how, no, starting with you, as a professional footballer yeah. yourself, would you have ever expected anything like that to happen? No, it's something that you, you, you don't expect and, and very rarely see. Um, you know, yes, bottles, we've seen a, you know, a few cases recently in Scotland and here um, on live games where bottles and coins have been thrown again. Uh, it raises its ugly head, but with a player coming on the pitch and actually striking one of the players, um, it's hard to get your head around because you don't often see that, but it has been talked about, about the safety of the players and how easy it is to actually get on the field um, these days. I know we have stewards around there, but not enough police at the actual front of the stadiums. Um, it, it's, it's horrible to see, it's disgusting. He's not a fan, he's a thug. Let's get that one right. He should no place be in any stadium, let alone uh, at Birmingham again. And I'm sure they'll um, you know, deal with that accordingly. I mean, you, you mentioned there about the the ease of getting onto the pitch, but what what else can you do really? I mean, I know that in Germany they they have the netting around the pitches yeah. and stuff like that, but we don't want that, do we? Really? We don't want that, no. But I mean, and like I said, th we're talking about you know very few individuals here. You know, collectively, when you talk about how many people are in a stadium, um, you know, it's, it's one person letting the club down. Um, you, you can't really. Um, that said, that said. I do think the club needs to be punished. Not that I think the club deserve to be punished, mm. but I think for there to be any real consequence for this, to for there to be any possibility of stopping it happening in the future, the club needs to be punished. Yeah, but what, that's not going to stop individuals who just don't think properly and don't think the way that we do. I mean, it, someone's going to run a... We see streakers going on and doing it. Okay, fair enough. You know, we see that... Not anymore, no. We, it's not well, the 90s anymore, mate. Yeah, but we, we, we do. We had, we had a, a case at Ellen Road. Was it not Bristol when someone's come on the pitch, I think it was, uh, not long ago, um, no with the Leeds game? You know, they can get on the field, but it's a very small minority. But this has happened where someone's actually been struck, punched from behind. Something needs to be done. I don't know what can be done, but we need to look at this as a very serious case. It's... It's a weird mentality, and I, I just can't get my head around why you'd go to a game with the intention of running onto the pitch and pretty much ruining your life. And a club can't stop someone's thinking. Yeah. But it was like Twitter coming to life, because a lot of people on Twitter I've seen say, I'd love to smack Jack Grealish. 
oh, he needs a slap. He's, he's a cocky player or whatever. But then he's got talent. Happened. Well, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. A, I don't. Did anyone that. do that to Brian Robson, to Maradona, to Pele? You know, no. He's you know, yes, they took some serious stick on the field from opponents mm-hmm. because that's the only way you could stop these great players at times. But someone from a, you know, from the crowd doing that, I mean, it's just disgusting. I mean, I, as a player, I, I didn't. For Jack Grealish, I was never really, you know, I like him. I think he's a good player. But I think after this weekend. I can't help but like him. Just the way he's come out of it and how he's acted and all of this. And but the way it's actually been very good PR for him in a way because yeah. he did because he's been known. This is a totally different instant. I know one of the reasons why people don't like him is because he throws himself about every time he's touched. Does a million roles. He likes his hair in a certain way, doesn't he? And he's just a great target for any other team. And of course, he's a good player, so that makes you dislike him even more. But you're absolutely right, he, he behaved so Lee, well. You'll have played against Lee Hendrick. Yeah, yeah, many Similar times. sort of yeah. player, big character, loved being a professional footballer, and, and, and he was a, a really talented footballer as well, Lee Hendry. And even back to the 90s when I was only, what, five or six? Mm. I can remember Lee Hendry used to get a load of stick. Yeah. And, and, and it was for the, a similar sort of reason. He was a bit of a flash Harry, but a very talented footballer. And there are some fans and, and even some opposition players that just don't like that. Yeah, there's just players that don't like a lot of players in, you know, in, the, in the opposition changing room. And, you know, that's just the way things are. You're not going to like everybody on the planet. You're but just that's, not. We, we, but that's the drama of football, isn't it? That's what makes football so amazing is that rivalry. Yeah. What happened um, during this derby game is... is it spilled over and it, and it went too far because football has like the unwritten gentleman's code of yeah we'll get each other and and yeah there'll be big rivalry on the pitch but you know a common rule amongst most fans that are of sane mentality is that that's where it ends yeah you know yeah. it ends on the pitch and that's what makes football interesting and, and in fact the way that that game panned out and the pivotal role Grealish played after having been struck mm, yeah. is one of the reasons, I guess, we love football and, and, and the drama yeah. of it. And the, but again, back to Grealish's character, the strength of character, to wouldn't be able to get up from that, not react to it at all, just, mm. just crack on with the game. But then to score the winner... Is, uh, I mean, if anything, the fans giving him more incentive to go and yeah, do something like that. So it's it, kind yeah. of double whammy, isn't it? It's kind of... He said it afterwards, wasn't it? Because it was the best day of his life. Villa lad, captain in them, first time playing at St Andrews, yeah. scored the winner. And I think he kind of half, he'd go there expecting, you know, wouldn't yeah. expect someone to run on. But, you know, you saw at Kiftenbeld for the second time this season, within two minutes of the game, had absolutely wiped him out. Yeah. I'm sure at Villa Park, Kiftenbeld got booked after about a minute for completely clean taking out Jack Grealish and your typical let him know you're there early. But he'll love thing. that. He will yeah. absolutely and he, love and that. And he would have gone expecting that. Good and players are always going to get targeted. And he relished in that atmosphere. Uh, and and you're right, it was written. Like, like in, in our Sporting Life WhatsApp group, when that happened, we were all disgusted, but it was mentioned there. He'll go and score the winner now. It was written. And I'd like to say credit to all the players because not just did both sets of players react to, to get the idiot off yeah. the pitch, but actually they conducted the game after that in a very good way you know if, if there'd been more stupid tackles more bookings red cards or anything like that and ref has to play a part yeah. in this as well credit yeah it could have it could have really gone yeah could have and gone. outside so this actually, stage yeah. as well could so have actually, actually I think the players over, so. really conducted yeah. themselves in the right way i'm very wary of jumping on just the birmingham bandwagon here because all clubs have their problems yes all clubs have their idiots and others cause problems at various grounds every single week yeah. but it isn't reported and prob- it is bad in other ways but but not as public as this 
in a way, though, it, it doesn't surprise me. We know Birmingham have had their, their problems on mm -hmm. and off the field over the last couple of years, and maybe this is why it's low down in the agenda security. And, and I totally get, ultimately, what can you do? Because these stewards are there, basically fans, young or old people, just yeah. earning a bit of money, minimum wage. It's one steward to a couple of thousand. If they want to get on, they're going to get on. That, yeah. That's how it happens. But I've been there the last two seasons, seen incidents uh, while we've been there. We were, we were there yeah, yeah. one yeah. hole a few years yeah. ago. I don't know if it's just because the press box there is closer to some more of the, the harder fans or, or what it is. But one year, I think Birmingham were 3-0 down. They scored a goal late on as a consolation. Stewart near us, probably an 18, 19-year-old, nice enough lad, yeah. was standing in the... the uh, uh, there's, a, there's a little wooden wall between the fans and the press box and was on the press box side. I think the rule is they've got to stand up for a minute or so after the goal. So he's standing up, not in anyone's way, but all these fans, home fans, are abusing him and saying, sit down, you're in the way, you're blocking. He wasn't blocking anything, he wasn't anywhere near them. This old guy, 75, 80, looked on his last legs, walks down, abusing him, and then also just pushes the poor lad over, properly yeah. over. All the fans around cheer. You're like, what the heck? We were on air commentating on this and we asking were, the yeah. lad on air, yeah. Yeah. What, you know, are you okay? And he was really shocked, but no one else came to help him, no other stewards around. Season maybe after that, Birmingham had beaten Huddersfield. I was there, and they were all walking out afterwards, and we're on air. And, and this lad starts shouting at our commentator while he's on air. And it turns out he's asking for him to pass over a few of the programs that, that other people had, uh, or the press programs. And, and the commentator was on air, going, kind of ignoring him, not really knowing what's going on. Um, and the guy then jumps over the, 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 the wall, and we're like, hey, this is on it. We're going to be having up fighting live on air. And he just goes and nicks the programs. And, and, and starts really abusing us for not passing them over. And our concept was like, one, well, they're somebody else's programs. They might need them, they might have notes in them. Two, I didn't know what you were doing. But again, no stewards anywhere. And that's the press bit. Yeah. And it's just those little examples of, <coughs> there's warnings there, lads, as a club, and you didn't heed them. Yeah. There's obviously an issue there. Mm. I think, and, I think, I think you get that a lot uh, at many grounds. I mean, yeah. you well, I, I, not I, the only ground. I, yeah. yeah, you can't just single out Birmingham. We're only talking about Birmingham because it happened, you know, this weekend. And there's been many instances and occasions this season from from other fans, not just in the championship, but all around the country. And it it just seems like it's coming back again into some kind of fashion. You know, this sort of coin throwing, bottle throwing abuse that people are taking. And now we've now come to this, which in a way is probably a good thing. Because maybe now they'll realise that safety of players is, is so important and that's how easy it can be. And it might not be a punch next time. It could be worse. It's, it's, it's a really difficult issue to, to challenge because it's, it's a massive undertaking to, to modify any stadium to stop this happening. Yeah. And if you do it at one, you've got to start doing it at them all. And you're looking at probably something like Wembley have got, but even that... I mean, Millwall fans when no, they play yeah. Bradford in the playoffs, they yeah. got they got yeah. over that at, yeah. at Wembley. So, and and obviously, stadium disasters in the past have led us to removing walls from mm. around stands and and barriers with yeah. spikes on and fences. And, and let me like stress: that. I mean, it is a very small minority, yeah. and it only takes one person, as we saw. Yeah. But then, I think the thing that that stood out amongst everything for me was the reaction of the Birmingham fans when it happened as well. There was a very loud, audible cheer that you could hear on TV as well now a lot of people have condemned it you know come out and said that it's it's wrong but ultimately there was a large section of supporters who cheered the incident as it happened now everyone can it's it's hard to say you know whatever team you support you're playing your biggest rivals their player that literally 
just describes absolutely everything about the club is Jack Grealish is Aston Villa. Villa through and through, we all know it. But even then, you put yourself in that situation. And if you watch that happen, your first reaction would probably shock. I don't think at any point you'd cheer it because instantly, surely the reaction is, well, that idiot's now put us in a bad reputation, put us in a bad place, potentially put a promotion-chasing team in a bad place as well. So as much as, you know, you can't punish the club to an extent, there was that reaction from the crowd, which suggests that one person did it. However, there was a lot of people who were obviously supported the act. So if it wasn't him, it, it could have been someone else. If you take away it. the football kit off as a human being, mm. you wouldn't yeah. expect that on the street. Yeah. You wouldn't condone it on the street. And you certainly shouldn't condone it on a football field. They were field. saying this after in the statements, wasn't they? He's a Birmingham lad at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, he's from the area as yeah. well, isn't he? I think yeah. he, he's from the stereotypical Birmingham area of or city area of, of Birmingham as opposed to the kind of villa part as well. So it's I think small that, heath. I think that's Peaky where blinders reference. That's, that's, <laughs> that's you know that's where he's from. So it's it's yeah. it was that that he's at the end of the day he is a lad from the area. Yeah. And that's where the punishments are so difficult here because definitely an individual one. I mean for something like this, it's gonna sound very draconian, it's prison time. If you, if you go on the pitch and assault someone like yeah. that, I mean, they shouldn't ever go on the pitch. Well, you assault but anyone anywhere. Yeah, you, you yeah. on the pitch, whether yeah. it's a week or a month, whatever, but you've got to change actual laws for that, don't you? For, for the club's the interesting one, because in one way, they definitely could have done more, because we know Sterling at every ground could be better. Equally, as we've said again, they're never going to fully be able to police it. So, and why should all the other fans, why should Gary Monk, why should these players have had an excellent season, all those difficult situation, situations be punished for it but then that goes back to what you're saying Tom about fans cheering it and there will be some idiots that, that thought it was great they probably don't think it's as great now because they inspired really to score the winning goal but maybe that's why you do have to punish the club whether it's their fault or not because then that stops those fans thinking the guy's a hero if you go right empty stadium for three games away fans can come though and uh, we've now been deduct, uh, deducted six ten points all of a sudden, that is, that's the only way sometimes those fans are then going to turn on you. Because they go, oh, well done, mate. We only lost the one game, one nil, but you still smacked that's him. Exactly well it. done. Yeah. If you go 10 points, you're like, you absolute. Yeah. I, th I, I know it's a pathetic way to, to get people to realise it's wrong. That's the only way some people will realise it's I wrong. Don't, I don't yeah. think it's pathetic. I, th I think when it's an incident like this, which stands out, I mean, the very fact that we're discussing it on this podcast is, you know, that's how rare these events are, that it's, it's so newsworthy. Yeah. I think you've got to make an example of them. I think you, you deduct them a number of points. I think that you make an example of this guy. I mean, undoubtedly, he's going to lose his job. And he's probably made a right mess of his life just for a split second of idiocy. Mm. And, I mean, the guy absolute moron, obviously. But there needs to be an example made. And I think the way to do that is a points deduction. It's not going to stop it entirely. Like you said, they're individuals. Yeah. They will commit yeah. stupid acts. But... In an incident like this, you've got to make an example. You've got to do whatever it takes to put off any future fans doing it. Birmingham fans, fans of any club throughout football, you need to do something without impacting on the lives of all football fans. Because if you put barriers up and things like that, mm. if you obscure views by putting netting up or whatever, you ruin the game for other people. And, and, and again, it, it was being reported on, on TV last night, it's a shame again for Birmingham because they do do so many great community Things they do so many great charity yeah. events. Um, they do so many other things, and, and again, that's all all forgotten it's, about it's now. And they're all, they're tired it needs to be hung it. out to dry. It's a, it's a shame that this game, which at Villa Park after the game at Villa Park, we talk about 
how it was incredible. There were six goals. Alan Hearn turned into Maradona. It was remarkable. <laughs> and we're talking about what a fantastic game between two teams who clearly came to win the game. And then now, instead of talking about two teams who were rivals, who were obviously going for playoffs as well, they're yep. pretty much gunning for one spot. It's probably going to be sixth that if either of them are going to get it, they're going to get. And at no point, really, the only reference now is Jack Grealish scored the winner. Fantastic. But now it's always followed or preceded by after he was attacked. So whatever happens now, it's going to be kind of that that benchmark-type decision. And it it is that that it needs to... An example needs to be made, but then equally, it's how you balance it. Whether it's a suspended deduction, potentially a suspended heavy fine for a period of two, three seasons, if anything remotely like this repeats, if a fan gets onto the pitch for argument's sake, then it comes into immediate effect. But in a season where Birmingham are already in enough trouble as it is mm, with yeah. a lot of cloud hanging over with a potential points deduction as it is. And if that happens, who knows, but it's always there. It's it it's just not what they need. And again, it goes into the thinking of why someone would do that when the club's already kind of got the microscope under it a bit already. I think the important thing for us as football fans to highlight here is that Grealish was outstanding. To, to recover from that, to score the winner and to have conducted himself the way he is when he does come with this you know, everybody thinks he is a bit of a, a burk. To have done that, I, I think... I th- and, and I honestly think... I don't think he's underrated because people know that he's good, but I think he is one of the most talented young English footballers in, in the country. He has shown how he has grown over the last yeah. couple of years. So I've, I've never been a, <coughs> a fan of him um, because of the way he's conducted himself while he's on off, off the pitch in the past. But I think I, as everyone else, is good. I still think footballers are older than me, and I'm now in my mid-30s, and I don't look it now. <laughs> but, but you do forget these these lads growing up are very young, immature footballers yeah. that haven't been exposed to the real world as much as maybe the rest of us. No, and, the, and, and, and they're and making mistakes, and they are sport, yeah. and they do make mistakes. And I look back now at stuff I did in my 20s, and at the time I thought I was growing up, I thought it was the right option mm. that I was doing, I didn't think I was being an idiot. I look back at a few things and go, oh, now I'm appalled how I behave in that situation. Yeah. But at the time I thought it was absolutely but fine. But I think we can all and, agree, and, 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 and not just us, everyone you know, out there in the big wide world, we can all be better human beings at times, and the only way you do learn is by making mistakes, unfortunately. I'm in that era now, so it's great. Yeah, so now, you're always making mistakes. Life, life, life advice from Gareth. I'm just uh, distracted by thinking what situations Gareth got himself into in his teens. Yeah, yeah, you don't <laughs> want to know mine. <laughs> I think we, we do know that. yours, don't we? Yeah. Well, they were very well documented, very highlighted uh, by the by the lovely papers. Yeah, I've had to see um, a psychologist for some of the stories Noel told me in the past, but I think that's a lovely way to leave that, Noel. Yeah. We can all uh, before we finish this section, can we take a minute to appreciate probably the best job that anyone would have had on that day? Is the police officer? Presumably, probably one of them is going to be a Villa fan, and they have told him, "Gone, just go tell that lad in the cell there that Grealish has just scored the winner." Yeah. <laughs> and it was someone's job to go tell him, "Going, uh, yeah, by the way, you've lost." And guess who scored? <laughs> guess who scored the goal? You're listening to the Sporting Life Skybet Championship podcast. For more, visit sportinglife.com/football, and you can find us on social media at Sporting Life FC on Twitter and at facebook.com forward slash sporting life official. So on Saturday night, I thought the most controversial issue we'd have had to talk about in this podcast was the sacking of Darren Moore hmm. by West Brom. But obviously, things at St. Andrews even overtook that. But poor Darren Moore is no more um, at, um, that is incredible. at West Brom. Hey, that just came to me. <laughs> yeah. um, at West that Brom, fourth so in the table... Seven off automatic, but seven in the playoffs. 
Where do we all stand on on this? Disgraceful. I think it's an what absolute disgrace from West Bromwich Albion. Um, I think he's done a fantastic job, not just this season, because it's difficult to actually adapt to Championship football because it is different to Premier League. But what he did at the back end of last season, and nearly the great escape, if he'd been given maybe another three or four games, quite possibly could have done it, um, with all honesty. But I think this season, we've seen how Stoke and other teams that have been relegated from the Premier League have struggled. It is a different kind of ball game altogether, you know, with the Championship. And sitting fourth... Seven points off. Is it that disastrous? I mean, it's more disastrous right now to change a manager. They're not even struggling, are they? They're not even no. struggling. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a shocking decision. Uh, it, it seems like a great guy. He's getting the best out of a bunch of players that are there, sitting fourth in the league, comfortably in the playoff zone, uh, and they may even go on a run. We do not know that. But to sack a man who's done so much for the club, you know... Uh, I just can't get my head around it. I think it's a disgraceful decision. How good do they, the owners think they are? I mean, they, they well, are probably well, the fourth best team in the championship. It, it comes down to arrogance, doesn't it? Arrogance, stupidity. Arrogance of Premier League teams who come down and just expect that they can then walk straight back up. And it's almost the, that they don't realise how hard it is to make the top six. They're going on about automatic promotion. It's incredibly hard to make the top six. We, we talk about they, fine margins, guys, every single game. But shouldn't they be expecting that? You say the arrogance of it, and I, I do agree with that. And if you look at the record now, it's getting harder and harder for clubs to get back. I mean, last season, mm. none of the relegated teams went back up, did they, straight away? But they've still got quality players. They have just come out of the Premier League. They have some of the best facilities, and they've got a ridiculous amount of money, and they've got a quality squad. But who's so the, the favourites, guys? Who's the favourites at the beginning of the season? They get promoted straight back up. Who's the favourite? Stoke. Stoke and them. Where are they? Yeah. Stoke and Marzoff. If West Brom were favourites, West Brom would look at Leeds and Norwich and Sheffield United and go, as good as those teams are playing, probably not many of those players that would get into there, our West Brom after squad. the game did an interview and said, no games are easy, you're talking fine margins. And it is. But shouldn't they be the right side pl- of the fine they're margins? Playing because they've got the better players and they've spent more money than Leeds why? Sheffield United. Why? Is, is that a given? No, have it's got, not. Have they not got a better squad? So he's yeah, the, the on paper side. they've got a better squad, but you've got to implement that out on the field. Counts for and nothing. some days so he's not implementing it. It just he hasn't got the players no, no, to he, look, All a man can do is pick a team. You've then got to be a man and go across there and fulfil what you've been doing all week. And if you can't so do he's that, signed the wrong kind of players. No, he hasn't signed the wrong kind of players either. Gaz is sitting fourth. The seven points off automatic. They should be top two. Why? Why? Why should be top two, Gaz? You tell me why they should. Spent the most money. Should Norwich and Leeds be top two? West Brom should be, in, in the eyes of the owners, they should be because of the money they've spent and where they've come from. I think that's so rubbish. Can you see why... Have you got shares in West Brom? No, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think I am totally rubbish. on... I think it's an appalling can, decision. Can we look and I think it's short-termism and I think it shows what a mess West Brom is. You're talking fine margins. But, but I am... There are on reasons every game. for it. And, it, and there are West Brom fans that are happy with this decision look at, because they should be in Look at the two. signings that Darren Moore made, though. Darren Moore's signings were Sam Johnson because they needed a goalkeeper yep. who's come in and done a very good job. They got Harvey Barnes from Leicester. Who's who now playing so regularly good, in the Premier League. Has now been recalled by Leicester to play yeah. regularly by them. Else, Dwight Gale, Rondon wanted to leave. They decided that they get the best possible deal by Rondon going to Newcastle and return. They get Dwight Gale, proven championship goal scorer. Worked out who has now formed a partnership with Jay yep. Rodriguez that's seen them absolutely fire. Carl Bartley, who has a very good record as a centre-back, but unfortunately, again, has been hit by injuries. And if he was fully fit, then a defence that is fairly strong anyway, Ahmed Hagazi's adapted to life very well. In terms of the players that he has bought in... Still can't pass, though. Well, <laughs> in terms <laughs> of the players that. he has bought in, 
They've There's only the two ways this They've is going to go for West Brom. They either get promotion automatically. Well, they're not going to do no, that. No. It's a three-offs race, in my opinion. They get promotion through Wembley in the playoffs. I hope it and all it's goes a, wrong. And it's a great decision. Exactly. I think a lot will Secondly, be. they don't get promoted. They don't even maybe not get to the final. And people were saying they should have kept them in well, charge. Well, ultimately, the decision for this, at the end of the season, we know, if West Brom go up now, it is a great decision. You can't knock them for it. If they don't go yeah. up, then it's a You're going to get blamed decision. for it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I, the, that's the only two options you've we got. We don't there. know. One, one thing we've not touched upon here, and, and we spoke to him earlier in the season at Sporting Life, is how much galvanising he did at that club. So not only did he come in in a difficult situation where it was a lose-lose situation, really. Yeah. They were going to go down, but he came in and he got them playing, instantly got them playing much better football. The football that he was telling them to play, they did really well. They got wins against Manchester United. They were getting the better of, of teams they were playing. So there we got a sense of how good a manager Darren Moore Man could, management as well. could be. Mm. And then he wins manager of the month and he's getting pictures with the entire staff at West Brom. That just doesn't happen. That's this guy is a proper... Yeah. Manager, just not man. is like an old school manager where you've got responsibility for the full club. These days, that doesn't really happen anymore. I think Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger, probably the last of those mm. managers. But he took full responsibility for what was going on at the club. The mentality of the receptionist, the re mentality of the fitness coaches, the mentality of everybody at the club, and it worked really well. And as far as I can see, he's doing as well as he can do. Thinking about the teams that are above them, Leeds, Norwich, Sheffield United, better teams. On paper, yeah, he's got this unbelievable squad who players that have played and more in the Premier League. Managers, by I mean, two, he's, he's, but he's, only he's, by he's, two wins and a draw. Yeah, and he's up against <laughs> he's up against some very two. Chris Wilde is one of the best English yeah. managers around, and Bielsa we know is a world class manager, and Fox proven himself as well. Yeah, it's utterly yeah. mind boggling. I just cannot I understand. They're it. being beaten by two teams who had time to build in Sheffield United and Norwich, mm. and they've had a season. Well, in Wilder's well, case, Farke a couple of was a two-year plan and it's exactly. fruition now. Yeah. So he's got years, second so. year and Leeds brought in Marcelo Bielsa, who frankly is a ludicrous appointment for this division. And that's the only teams that are keeping them yeah. out. But West Brom are the quintessential yo-yo club as well. Have the owners <laughs> forgotten that this is just what West <laughs> Brom do? I think the points are that Tom made earlier and what you're making there, Dom, are absolutely spot on. If you look at Stoke in particular, mm. Swansea to a lesser extent, because I actually think um, uh, Graham... Uh, Potter is doing actually a very good job there in the difficult situation. Yeah. But that's why they could have collapsed like Stoke. And we've known all the problems they've got there. And that's why I think he deserves the time and has done such a great job there because West Brom could have gone the same way. I think he benefited from having that time last season to build his reputation, build his strength, pick out his team and have the summer to, to sort things out, which Stoke and Swansea didn't with their new managers. They only came in in the summer. So again, I, I, I totally think that's where a huge credit to turn around a club that was poisonous under Pardew no. to get it all right and it's about bringing in good people and it doesn't just happen over six, seven months. It takes a couple of seasons and he was doing that. So I do think that's why he deserves to keep his job. I think again, some people look on the other hand and said having done that, then he should have kicked on. If it only taken on in the summer and had all the problems Stoke had got, then we kind of would appreciate it. He probably would have lost his job anyway but we'd understand the fact he's had sorted out the problems yeah. and still hasn't got them top two. You say that though, he did still have to guide a club through the turmoil of Premier League relegation. Yeah. A club that, like you said, was pretty toxic. The players didn't want to play for the manager, whatever. He did manage to galvanise them, but to punish him like that, I mean, to be fair to Darren Moore, he's not going to struggle to get another job. Any club, I think, championship would, t would take him. But I don't think West Brom realise the damage they do because if they don't go up now, which I don't think they will, I don't mm. think they deserve to, then 
it's going to take them a while to well, get it back. I think well, Stoke. It's not long ago we talked about Lee Johnson. You know, people that have put faith in the manager. You know, after a difficult start. Yeah, he could have gone once you know, last season. And they they were really season, struggling. Yeah. And then look how they've turned things around. He's been pretty consistent throughout, you know, this this campaign. And people have still not written West Brom off. Mm. You know, it's not like they're, they're sitting seventh or eighth. I hate they're it. Fourth they, they and, com uh, and comfortably could still, could still, there's still loads still, of points to he play He wasn't writing automatic. it off. I mean, it is a three-horse race, but he wasn't writing no. it off. I hate, to, I hate to do this now, and I know that you're all going to give me some stick here, and it doesn't help That's that Darren Moore did it didn't help that Darren Moore did used to play for Bradford, and I feel some affinity towards him. But this <laughs> reeks of what happened at Bradford with Stuart McCall. Oh. Bradford, Bradford, no, but just oh, hear me out, God. please, for crying out loud. Uh, you have to listen to it. I think this might United be a valid rubbish. point, to be fair. I, I, I can see where he's going. Stuart McCall had Bradford City sitting in the playoffs. We went through a really bad patch of not winning for six games, all right? <laughs> Sorry. But... They sacked him. They, they, sa yeah. they sacked him mm. when we were sitting in the playoffs. And look at Bradford now. Absolute disaster. We've had five managers in 18 months. We're not going to get promoted this season. That might surprise you. And look at the state where that yeah. could be West Brom. Yeah. They yeah. could fail to get into the playoffs this year. Next year, they struggle. And I mean, Stoke's a similar situation. I think mm. Stoke are going to struggle now because the hard work that they've done to get into the Premier League yeah. there for a while has just gone. That's all gone. They're a completely different club now. I think they're going to struggle. Yeah. I yeah. think West Brom have got that kind yeah. of thing. Again, just going back to the record, because there's two sides to every story, particularly in football. As a manager of the whole at West Brom, 48 games played, won 23, drawn 13, lost 12. So a good record there. Yeah. But this season, or at home, won two of his last 12. That's yeah. the problem, not winning in front of your home fans. No wins in six. Won eight out of ten away. So credit there. Mm. And he won four of his last 12 in all competitions. So, as Ian Holloway, Holloway was saying at the weekend on TV, if you don't win your home games, you're always going to be under but pressure. Then, but then ultimately, if they're panicking about not winning the playoffs, but then... Can the you flip that around and say, well, you know, if, if we were winning at home, but then yeah. those sort of draws away, well, you're gonna play isn't it panning if out? If you're going to win the playoffs, two of your three games are going to be away anyway. Yeah. So surely you'd prefer, at this point in the season, to be more comfortable playing elsewhere... Then when in the playoffs, but you're going to have to go to Middlesbrough away and then play at Wembley. I mean, this no, is what draws. staggers me about football. No, you'll know better. The, the, the fine margins that you mentioned, that's yeah. one of them, isn't it? Like, yeah. what do you do to make your players win at home when they're not winning well, at home? Well, it's like all these games have something riding on them. You know, you talk about Bristol Leeds. Okay, they're, they're getting in, wanting to get yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Leeds are wanting to go up automatically. They're trying to, you know, knock that tennis ball straight back over to Norwich and Sheffield United, who knocked it straight back to them. Um... Ipswich still believe Ipswich they can, stay, still up. Believe they can yeah. stay up. Everyone's got something to fight for. There's no easy games. You're not playing against middle of the, you know, teams in the middle where I think, okay, we can throw in a couple of youngsters and give them a go. You know, see what happens. You know, these are really important games for both sets of teams. You know, and players. It's and like you said, it is fine margins. It's executing it perfection on the day. And if you don't, you do sometimes come out with a draw. So I would love to know. Sorry, guys. I would love to know what the players thought of this because he strikes me as being the type of manager the players love. Yeah. I'd love to know what they're You weren't hearing stories saying the phone out was dressing room because however good you are, I think once you lose a dressing room, that is it. But we weren't hearing those no. stories. But again, I, I, I would again, say he had a great say, relationship say, with yeah. the players. But again, you know, some of the fans would say, well, hang on, he was a defender and we were conceding too many goals. And then at one point, the goals have driven up. They've dried up in the last couple of games as well. Yeah. So it's like, well, hang on, you were playing good attacking football and scoring goals, great, but conceding too many. Now you've tightened up at the back, but you're not scoring. It, that you, I, I can see, I don't agree with it, but I can see why some people will be happy for him to go and why the decision has been made. 
Tom will tell one between well, then and the season. We will only know at the end of the yeah. season, and actually, we'll have to hold our hands up. If West Brom go up at the end of the season, we'll have to say. So it's a great decision. You, then. You got well, it right. that's not necessarily we, true, is it? I mean, he's, well, no. he's done the legwork. Without a shadow of doubt, yeah. he's yeah. he has he's West Brom. He's earned the right to at least take them to the playoffs. Yes, and, and I would manage, say potentially let him manage. The job yeah. 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 He's earned the right to do it. Who's going to come in and do a better job now? It looks like you can have it. Yeah, Monday. A time of recording this, he's actually having talks, and he's not just being linked with it. He's actually in talks yeah. with the club, so it looks like it will be him. I mean, uh, has ex- who has experience the within the playoffs as well? He, so, yeah. he does, but then he's, he is coming into the back of it on a bad Premier League spell at Fulham. Okay, they needed time to adapt, but they spent. If we're going back to the, should be given we're going, time. We're going, yeah. well, we're going back to the money argument. Fulham spent a lot, a mm. lot of money yeah. in the summer, and they were very, very poor in the Premier League under him. They weren't winning at all. They weren't picking up points and they'd spent over a hundred odd million, wasn't it? So if it's then essentially what the argument for West Brom getting rid of Moore is saying that, well, we spent all this money, look how much this squad is worth and we're not where we are. Well, surely getting a manager in who, okay, has got promoted from the championship, but his last job was in a team who had spent a lot of money and weren't anywhere near where presumably they wanted to be in mid-table. This, I, think, a bit I think this could hinge on what the players are thinking. Because if the players wanted him gone, then a new manager coming in who might implement a new style and try and get them going again quickly, it might work for the players who were unhappy. But I just cannot imagine I anybody well, who's being gonna be How unhappy. How the players there? reacting, Nolan, when a popular manager's gone? Again, we're kind of presuming he was popular because yeah. he seemed popular. It's um, so lovely, isn't it? But they're still going to just go on with the next boss, aren't they? It's lot, the king is dead, long live the king, isn't it? Yeah, look, the, the boys will be some who have been pushed out, you know, and not fancied by, you know, Darren Moore, then, you know, they'll be like, yes. The ones that did have a great relationship, and uh, I'm guessing majority of them, uh, will be surprised by that decision on, on the Saturday evening because um, by after the game, doing the interviews, he had no idea. He didn't think he was under yeah. any kind of threat or pressure from the board and, and above. Um, so the players will be, you know, probably talking in the change room, I would guess, amongst themselves, but they'll find it difficult. And this stage of the season, sometimes change is not the right way to go. It just isn't. And it's, it's it's really interesting because it is a great job to, to take because they still have parachute payments over the next couple of years. Could be promoted this year. Yeah. Really good club, great fan base. And if you do go up, you are that hero. You're building on the m- momentum more built. The other way around, you take it on yeah. and you don't go up. As much as you can say, well, we should have gone up automatically. You're under huge pressure going into next season. You'll get sacked before the end of the season. They'll say to a manager now, I guarantee it'll just be till the end of the well, season. Well, the yeah. thing is, a new manager yeah. who comes in, is it's a win-win for him because he's, he's got them in the playoffs. Yeah, but, he's if got then, the but, but then if you lose it, if you if you then if, if West Brom don't go up, it's not just the board. The manager will be. Yeah. You, we would have gone up with more. Jukanovic hasn't got them in the playoffs. Darren Moore's got them in the playoffs. I think it'll be an end so. of the season job. I do because if they don't go up, the the manager can just leave and say, "Oh, it was the fault of the previous manager," and and keep some credibility. Either way you look at it, it's a disgraceful decision. So yeah, that's that is true. Give him give him till the end of the season. Let him finish the job that he started. What next for Darren Moore then? Surely there's well, a Well, hopefully, there, hopefully he, he gets the respect that he deserves and, you know, people see that he's a great manager. I think it'll be a take the rest of the season off unless we, we get so to a point where sometimes, the yeah, yeah. sometimes we see it where teams who aren't really doing anything go, OK, we'll make a change now. As I'm we surprised to not Brom. see him in, in, in a job but, at the start of next but, but season. It'll be yeah, a challenge be because, summer, won't it, because he knows West Brom inside out. He's a club legend there. He yeah. had the time. He took over a no-lose situation initially. And he had that time. Yeah. Well, he, he said go, in your interview go, with him, didn't he? He said, 
you know, the reason that this is working out, I mean, not in these words, but he said it is because he'd been there, he understood the yeah. youth policy. Yeah. Everybody he'd worked with at the club, he'd learned from. Yeah. If he goes to another club, he won't know the club, he won't know the people, they might not have as much money, he'll yeah. have a, he won't have time to bed in. Um, and it beca- and that's and basically the next job yeah. determines his career now. And it's so, well, so... Well, you probably soft, won't have got the, uh, the ex-Premier League quality of player that you do work no. with you'll have to show your coaching and managerial yeah. skills more which but you probably just have all that because it is about man management the lower yeah. down you go yeah. and he's played in every division yeah will he drop back he, he, might, he might drop back to coaching you well, he might end up back uh, in the lower leagues with Bradford <laughs> don't think he'd do no, that just got well, Gary Bowie next year do you think no I think he's a better manager than that yeah I think it's one of those Bradford should be a shot I think he deserves at least a crack at a Premier League another club that comes down or another championship. Well, it's, yeah. Maybe it's that way. Because he knows the league and I think he's done a fantastic job. We're, one, we're a club that do, maybe doesn't have much expectation. A mid-table team who haven't done much. Maybe that's that's a situation that will thrive in as we saw with West yeah. Brom. Everyone just ripped them off, said they were down and he constantly pulled it out. There were question marks about yeah. how are they going to adapt to life in the championship. They've adapted to life quite well. So if he ends up going to a mid-table championship team, if it is a truly career-defining move, then he'll probably do quite well actually. In, yeah. in summary, what the hell were you doing, West Brom? <laughs> yeah. And we wish Darren Moore the best. Darren Moore the best. Yeah, best. absolutely. Football, the turnstiles are clicking the scuds. Oi! Move over, football. Cheltenham's coming through. And to celebrate, Skybet are offering money back as actual cash, up to £20, if you lose in the first race every day of the festival. We've no offer Can like I it. Can I say the last bit, Jim? Oh, go on, then. We've no offer like it because there's no festival like it. Skybet. That's betting better. 18 plus. BeGambleAware.org. Applies to first bet only. Win singles and win part of each way singles only. Free bets. Cashed out bets excluded. Eligibility restrictions. T's and C's apply. So, after all that very serious debate, and I didn't think we had it in us, gentlemen, to uh, talk like that. I mean, next thing, a life of politics, maybe, for some of us. Noel for Prime Minister? I no, think I'd do an I'm excellent right. job, to be quite honest with you. I wonder what the, the odds would be on me for that. <laughs> well, if we, we, we'll, we'll work those out. We'll yeah. get Skybet to work those out. Uh, before we carry on the football chat, it is, of course, mm. Cheltenham Festival Week, one of the greatest uh, sporting weeks uh, on the uh, UK calendar. Sporting life, the best place to have it covered, as always, uh, with every single angle covered with our great racing team, which includes... Ben Linfoot, who subbed in quickly for Dom. Hello, Ben. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me, gents, on, on the football podcast. No problem. Great to be here. How does it compare to the, to the racing podcast? Uh, much more um, much more relaxed, I think. You can get a bit tense on the old uh, racing podcast, especially during Cheltenham Week. Yeah. Lot, lots of opinions flying about, so nice to be somewhere it's all calm and reasoned. They usually talk down to us, the racing team, yeah, about no, their podcast. Now, 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 now this is, they're in our house. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Br- br- bring it on. So thank you for, for coming over the divide. No ben, ben uh, if you don't know him, I value bet one of the best racing tipsters in the business. And he'll provide some of our best bets. But what are you going to do for us to talk down to our level? Yes. I'll, I'll look at myself here. Feels like a historical moment. It I feel like I'm on a good side here. The Berlin Wall yeah, no, yeah, 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 thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. Is going to um, link... Some Cheltenham Festival horses, that's right, or is it one particular race? No, I've got three horses running at the festival yeah. this week, and I've likened them to championship football teams. Here we go. I'll give nice. you the horse and the reasoning, and you can see if, you, if I've got the team right. It's okay. pretty, it's, okay. listen, you're going to get these, because, <laughs> because I didn't know we were doing this, and so they're very, very obvious. Here I've even go. gone down to strip colours with some of them. So. Strip 
the colours of the team. Okay, oh, okay. I was there with you. Yeah. That's why we're on the opposite okay, side of exactly, where they are. Exactly. Yeah. I had to go down to a strip <coughs> to research these. That's how yeah. professionally I took this. Yeah. Go on, here's with number one. Okay, this dead easy one. Looked excellent at times this season, but results haven't gone their way every time. Favourite to be top dog in the champion hurdle and wears yellow and green as well, so obvious parallels. Oh, Oh, well, the colours gave it away, didn't yeah. it? Is it Derby? <laughs> <laughs> go on, yeah, Norwich. So, oh, I'm going with Norwich. Yeah, so Bouvardere is the horse. Going for the champion hurdle. His third champion hurdle. Uh, one of the best horses running this week. And, uh, yeah, I think Norwich City fans will be interested in him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Next one. Next one. A little bit tougher. Horse called Vindication. Wasn't particularly fancied to feature in a title race at the start of the season. Soon became clear he had the ability. A bit controversy, his trainer, Kim Bailey, criticised in some quarters for ruling him out and then ruling him back in again. But a real good chance of lifting the trophy in the JLT on Thursday. But won't be the most popular winners. Might even get booed in. Oh, come it's on. Gotta Leeds, it's got it? to be Leeds, hasn't it? It's got to be Fantastic Leeds. Fantastic Yeah, it's got to be Leeds. I did like the controversy. Yeah, that, yeah. the yeah. old Spygate thing I was thinking there. Yeah. I mean, my championship knowledge isn't great, but I do remember this story. It was pretty big. Oh, <laughs> it was talked about for a while. Just a bit. <laughs> it's always had like 20 owners in the last like three years <laughs> as well. That would have been really oh, There is it. plenty of horses like that. I should have found that, should yeah. So, so why, 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 why do you like this one? Vindication. Well, oh, well, he's, he's, a, he's a cracking horse. And um, Matt Brocklebank, our anti-post angle tipster, actually tipped him for the RSA chase, which he's not running in. But he's running in a, in a different race, the JLT, over a little bit shorter. And um, with the rain that's arrived this week at Cheltenham, he, uh, he'll go close. I think he'll... I think he'll he's typical Leeds United. He, he'll go really well and might just fail but in the end. So... So he'll be leading up until the last hurdle and finish <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, it'll go down to the last furlong, uh, won't it? Last one, then. Uh, Here we go. We're two for two, boys. Come on. Okay. This horse is called the Flying Sofa. He's won one race in his career. Finished 20th of 23 the last time he came to Cheltenham. Looks a certainty to fill one of the relegation places in the Skybet Supreme on the first day, way out of his depth. Oh. Oh, a number of teams. Could be a number of teams. I, mean, <laughs> I thought there was one obvious one myself. Well, I'll go, I'll go for Ipswich. Derby? Stop <laughs> 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 You've really got it in for Derby this week. Noel? Well, I was going to go Ipswich because I've, I've, I've actually ruined them all season. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you have to go for the same. I'll go Bolton to mix things yeah, up. Yeah, Bolton, Bolton, I think. I, uh, I thought Ipswich. Ipswich, I mean, yes. Yeah. yes. Rooted at the bottom, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, no chance of... Surviving, is that fair? Well, yeah. I've never given them a chance to no, no, Sorry. No. Since <laughs> day one, really. Since day I one. think after early the season, yeah. which fans don't listen to this podcast now, yeah. after Noel quite rightly clearly dismissed them. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, so. if we've got Norwich fans on our side as well, yeah. go for it. Say so just go, we'll go win. all out. So we'll all out. Yeah. The flying sofa is called. He runs in the Skybet Supreme on the first day. He, he looks like he's, he's up against it. He's 150 to 1, which tells you everything. Flying Sofa would have been yawning there when you got a bit bigger at the end of your career, wasn't Whee! it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I still think I've got a half a bit of pace about me, though, I guess. Yeah, I wonder what kind of horse. Yeah. What, 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 yeah, what kind of horse? If I need to get be? to the bar for last <laughs> orders, I can turn it on when I need to. What's, um, what, what's um, um, a charismatic horse that is very unpredictable? <laughs> Cracks jokes oh, at the afterdo. <laughs> Here we go. I've got one. Um, horse called Might Bite in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. He I might buy it, guys, so be careful. <laughs> do, yeah. He's got all the ability in the world, but he's got nothing between the ears. <laughs> That's <laughs> really that correct. Is, what a comparison. Might the horse, yeah. Wheeling. I love it. We've got that. Great. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Right, no so Wheeling. Put your money on that. I might buy it. 
<laughs> That's a warning for everybody out there. He's a biter. Uh, on, on a more serious note, you, what, what, what would be the, the the best tips of the week from Ben Linfoot? We can read them all, obviously, on, on, on the racing page on Sporting Life. Yeah, I mean, for my column, I'll be going through the, the handicaps and looking for, you know, 25-1 winners. Uh, fingers crossed I can pull one out of the bag to save the week. But in the championship races... Um, champion hurdle first day I wouldn't look past Apples Jade she's in the form of a life she gets uh, weight from her main rival in Bouverdere she's got much better form than Lorena who's similar to her in the betting um, so Apples Jade for the champion hurdle Altior will win the champion chase he's no price uh, Stayers hurdle on the Thursday's the feature day I'd take on Paisley part of the favourite perhaps with Faheen rolling back the years a former champion hurdler and then we've got the Gold Cup on the Friday which is a very tough race to call at this stage um, I would probably go with Bells Hill for Willie Mullins. Willie Mullins, top trainer at Cheltenham, 61 victories in his career, never won the Cheltenham Gold Cup, finished second seven times. Oof. This year, he's got four horses and Bells Hill looks the pick. Known as the, maybe they'd be the Spurs, maybe, wouldn't Could they? Could be the Spurs, the last yeah. couple of yeah. years, yeah. Loads. Ben, many thanks indeed. Having a fantastic week. Thanks Ben's for having me, chaps. Ben's tips are online. Also, uh, if you don't like Ben's tips, or just Ben generally, <laughs> uh, we've got Ollie Bell, Ed Chamberlain's tips, uh, Lydia Hislops, yeah. uh, Mike Catamold, uh, the Irish point of view from uh, Don McLean, um, and I'm forgetting one really big one. Who else am I forgetting? Ed Chamberlain. Uh, Ed Chamberlain, I've mentioned him. I'm, I'm sure there's one more and I've totally forgotten. David Orr's, of course, and Matt Blocker-Banks. Plenty of options on there. On there. Lots loads of and people, loads of options and apologies for anyone that I have actually forgotten uh, so best of luck this week and follow everything live blogs uh, video briefings every single morning on each day and you can check out our big video previews on site right now racing wise visit sportinglife.com and log in for free to become an insider there you can unlock loads of exclusive features including unlimited video replays tips and previews live score update notifications betting offers and more Building on kind of the West Brom chat, the, the race for the playoffs is probably more confusing than ever at the weekend. I would say whatever the makeup is, West Brom should still be the favourites to, to do it. And only be, and I say that because if Leeds or Sheffield United don't make the playoffs, uh, sorry, don't make it automatic, yeah. they, have, they both have very mental scars when it comes to the playoffs. Um, at the moment, it's Sheffield United third, 68, 61 West Brom, Borough, 58, Derby, um, sorry, 65. Six, 65. They're 55. 55. I can't 55. read them in 55. Gaz, you got his glasses? I've got my glasses. <laughs> Bristol City, uh, 54, just out of it. Forest, 53. Villa, 51 after that win. Mm. Uh, it, at the weekend, obviously, the top three all won. You had West Brom leading, Middlesbrough were leading, um, and you just thought it looks like a really good day for most of the top six. And then it all went a bit awry. For, for for those middles were obviously lost West Brom drew um I think how what we're we seeing it now I think what we're seeing there is how the season's going to finish I think there could be a change in the top two because they, they've switched places a lot this season mm. but I think the rest of it there is as it's going to be at the end of the season and I think the only team there with the mental strength and the the squad strength there to actually win in the playoffs is Sheffield United I, I think that they're the team to, I think West Brom have messed it right up I think Middlesbrough confidence seems to be lacking in that squad a little bit I think Derby well I just don't want good things for them do you, do you so think Sheffield Derby United. are the I, are I, you I, that's the top I six I think there's going to be a, a team you still think Forest I you? think six yeah I think even Villa after the win yesterday I'll tell you what plays um, you know Villa Forest but very, in very a way, close in a way some of the league as much as we've loved the league it's been brilliant this year Middlesbrough Villa and after Villa season watching. Villa shouldn't be anywhere near the playoffs after this no, season they, they haven't been good enough as good as some of their players are 
but he just sometimes. But it's how you finish Preston, sometimes. I mean, Preston could yeah. still make it as well. Yeah. Um, I'll, re- I'll rule off everyone else, despite the great form of Brentford yeah. recently. I just, I think but, Bristol. But like I think from what I saw from Bristol, I think they're not going to do it. I think Villa and Forest. I don't are think real. they're going to do it, Bristol. Well, I mean, they were poor. They were poor. I mean, it wasn't a, a spectacular game. They were nine in a row and now haven't won in five. Yeah. Um, Very I, I just, some I believe just, that. Brist- Bristol Forest and um, Preston, maybe Villa. They're, they're looking. They're waiting for other teams to mess up. I think. They might start winning I now, but I still. I think, I think they're only up to fourth and yeah. secure of it. I think Middlesbrough and Derby are looking behind their, their shoulders yeah. now the because I think it's become got. that close now. problem Derby have got is look at their goal difference, plus two. Yeah. And we're talking how tight it is and how the sheer number of teams in. And that's maybe why it'll play into a Forrester run plus and even Brentford, who've had the most remarkable season ever mm-hmm. where they've gone from a period of looking like title challengers to then looking like a team who were probably definitely going to go down to then looking like a team again yeah. who were going... And their manager left, yeah. Thomas Fine. There was so much criticism yeah. when I covered um, Hull v Brentford. This back is the in craziest, December. tightest championship I've seen for mm. a very, very long time. I was, I was speaking to a couple of Brentford fans who people wanted Frank gone because they, the team weren't playing. They knew they were a talented side. They just yeah. had no continuity from when before when Smith left. And even before Dean Smith went, they were. They had a blip. They were on a bit of a, a winless run before he went. That's However, it. now they've fired themselves back up. Their home record's phenomenal. Yeah. They've got, I think, the third best home record in the league. Maybe, they, maybe they're worth the bet for the players because I know mm. you want points on the board, not well, games in hand, but they're 13th. They look miles off it. They've got a game in hand. Win that, they're three their, points Their next off game it. is Sheffield United away. Uh, huge. So, you know, they're, for, they're for, in, for, for they're Brentford's side, form. that's a game they need to win if they've got any aspirations or hope. Um, but also, you know, it's um, you know we saw them off the back of another fantastic win uh, this weekend. So um, you know they'll be full of confidence I and they'll, they'll be fancying their chances th- away because they, um, you know, they're a handy side when they're at it. You know, they can beat most teams on the day. I think if you want two outsiders, Brentford, because of the goal difference, and they're only five points off of a game in hand, that could be key. I think Preston as well. Preston yeah. was absolutely phenomenal in 2019. The the kind of the January window they had would point to but they were very shrewd they looked at where they needed they managed to get good players for their budget and everything just seems to be you know working together Sean Maguire's come back to full fitness he had a bit of an injury problem they've now got such an interchangeable forward line for a manager who loves to do it as well Alex yeah. Neal does it constantly where if right it's not working right you go up front you go out on the wing and change it around will make a sub another manager who's working. given time this season exactly. uh, and they believed yeah. in him but Preston yeah. have got yeah. a pre- Preston have got a very good reputation of, of putting squads like that together giving managers time mm. building spending money correctly I don't know I don't know correctly and I don't know how much fluke is involved but they tend to spend their money pretty well it's yeah. very rare that a player they find is the diamonds a in the failure rough, they, yeah, yeah. Um, even bringing Lewis Malt down from Scotland mm. that you know generally speaking bringing a player like that down from Scotland doesn't normally work but He's a player who's yeah, done well. Stockley, like Ireland, Ireland oh. as well, yeah. Jane Stockley from League Two. So they, they do their work. They do the groundwork when it comes to signings. Mm. And it, it's where they are. And again, it's one of the bizarre teams that they look dead and out of it at the start. Uh, and, and it's the same at, at the bottom. It's getting more and more confused. We're still writing off Uber Switch, but they have yes. picked up a few points <laughs> re, 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 recently. I'm still they still, they still they haven't changed ah. my mind on Uber Switch. Second no. bottom, 29. Mm. Rotherham, 33. Millwall 34 can't get away from it. Wigan 36, yeah. Reading uh, 36. It is. I mean, we're saying QPR 43 are safe. 
I think they'll be. I need. The, I think one more win for QPR. Maybe uh, Get another, over the another three 40. or four points. I mean, while we're on relegation, congratulations to Norwich, Leeds, and Sheffield tonight. By the way, who are now mathematically up, they they can't get relegated. So. I say congratulations to those well three done. before we get That's on to everyone else. Well done. Well done. Well done then. Yeah. First game of now the season. You, now now you can ease off. Yeah, well, you can. Now, on the beach. That's it. Go Ultimately, the, the first done. game should be aim should Survive, stay yeah. in the division and yeah. go yeah. from there. You don't mind now. You're well so finish, finish sixth and seventh, yeah. you guys. Are you saying that Ipswich mathematically could still make the playoffs? Is that? Let me just do. Was it No, they can't. You're looking at Rotherham. Rotherham could catch any team. Ipswich can only mathematically make. There's 30 points. Sorry, I'm just trying to work out if Bradford might be able to make it. No, no, Bradford are going <laughs> down as bottom. Hey, there are 30 points, points up for grab slides. So, we've won uh, one game. So, I mean, at the weekend, it was amazing because Bolton, again, written, isn't it, really? Yeah. You're not being paid again. You're threatened not to play the game at the weekend because you haven't been paid yet again. And they go out there and. And granted, beat another struggling side, but still a decent we side. We had this conversation, didn't we, the last I just podcast? Don't, I just, just about don't get it. Will it, will, it, will it affect the players? And I said, no, they'll be professional. Um, they've got a good manager behind them, and he will get the best out of these players, and they'll do the job to their best capability. And it just goes to show, and I said before, it's like a vortex. You win, and you start sucking these other teams back in there. Now, Will, Millwall, they're in a really serious position here. Wigan as well. You know, you could find out that these two positions completely change. I was thinking about this on Saturday because what else would I do with my Saturday nights than uh, think about Bolton Wanderers? And the I had one other thing. <laughs> I mean, I spend many evenings <laughs> thinking about Phil Parkinson. Well, the only conclusion I could come to was, is that probably Phil Parkinson is some form of wizard. Because Correct. I don't quite get how they are still. They should be a bit like Ipswich, probably even worse. Yeah. With everything that's mm. gone on, they shouldn't even be at well, this point. Well, they should point. be much worse because Ipswich haven't, while they're in a mess, they haven't got the problems financially. Yeah, and it, the, the in theory, they shouldn't probably even be on double figures at some clubs where the problems are so bad and yet they're still in the running. I completely ripped them off this weekend. Didn't think they'd have much chance, even with Millwall's record away mm. from home. Um, and they pulled it out of the bag again, and now they're in the running. And the fact that Redden beat Wigan as well, yeah. as Paul Cook described it as sickening. He said he felt sick after the game. Oh, yeah, I mean, huge uh, credit. I mean, just, just, with, just with Bolton, first home league win since beating Rotherham on Boxing Day in the Skybet Championship. First goal in six hours. And you say Pugs is a wizard. He's done it with a touchline ban as well. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, isn't it? It's yeah, absolutely amazing yeah. how... All the problems that are going on, the manager's not even there. He's having to sit up in the stands and try and direct from up there and oversee proceedings. And yet they somehow come out of it and with victory. And he's not getting paid either, by the way. Like, the no. staff aren't getting paid either. And he comes out on Friday and does, you know, the press conference and all that, does an interview on Sky. And it's just the remarkable professionalism. Well, you find strength of character else. in people, don't you? And that fight. Yeah. And you need that when you're down and at the and bottom. And, and the same credit to, to, to Reading because I think, yeah. I think Wigan in that game you know, threw away the league twice and looked quite strong in that game. First back-to-back um, wins in 15 months. So you think, well, maybe they're on and up. It's, it's 89 and 97. Yeah. And some cracking holes in there, by the way, um, to get the victory. Is that what's making... What's that doing to them, Noel, in the change rooms afterwards when they've scored two goals like that in a relegation battle? Is that is that kind of cloud now? Is that a new confidence boost? Is that them thinking it's meant to be, we will survive this year? Yeah, it's, 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 like it's a massive confidence boost. I mean, I've been down there when I was playing at Coventry and it, you know, it's not a nice position to be in. You know, every game, you know, if you come out with a point, of, if you come out with three, it's just like you, all that sort of worry kind of eases off you. You see, no, you've still got work to do, obviously. But, you know, wins like that, 
it's, it's like you've won the league because it's that important. It's that important to you as a player. Nobody wants to be part of a, a history-making relegation side. You know, you all want it all to be positives. But if they escape from this, and, and they, I think they will, I think they'll be absolutely fine. I don't think they'll beat Leeds uh, on Tuesday night. I don't think that's going to happen. I do. Um, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> I don't think Bradford will ever win a game again. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, but does that not play into your hands a bit? Because... It plays in the Leeds' hands because I mean, a little it, well, bit of pressure's off them. In, ter- in terms of Reading, though, they've won a couple back-to-back and the confidence is probably there a bit. I'm not sure you probably can say I don't say think they've got the quality that Leeds have. But then would you, when you're in that position, do you not prefer to play the teams at the top? Because then it that's once you get one point, you get, say they get a point against Leeds, is that not a bigger confidence booster than beating um, Wigan at home? Her well, you do you put an asterisk over the back-to-back wins mm. that they've come against Ipswich and Wigan. Some so one, you can only be what, what's in front what of you. What you don't want to do is go complacent, mm. you know, because sometimes if you win two wins, you know, you think, oh, we're out of it, we're okay. No, okay, you've got a really difficult game against one Leeds game, United. You could be dragged back in again. It's just absolutely ridiculous. At this stage of the season, it feels like it's more or less an end and you feel like it's shaped up. And then when you say so, there are 30 points available, there's so much it's to play just for ridiculous. Gas. You yeah. think, well, look at the league. You think it could change so much, but I think we have seen a pattern yeah. now. We know who's strong. Yeah. We know who's weak. We know who's inconsistent and that will be juggling around. So we do know the patterns will stay the same because they've played enough games. But it always gets me in this stage of the season. You're like, surely you're over the finish line in whatever you're achieving. You're like, there's 30 points. There's so 30 much could points. happen. So much games. Well, and, and like we said, it's going to change and there. And it's going to change here. That's why Darren Moore was still saying automatic was, was available. Yeah, of course. I just don't think teams at the top are going to trip about up that much. Are they? I think our I mean, teams at the bottom going to pick up that much. The Leeds-Sheffield United game, I think they'll be watching what each other do in midweek. I think that's more key than yeah. the actual game itself because if Leeds win and Sheffield United slip up, yeah. they go into that game five points clear. If Sheffield United win, Leeds slip up, they go into that above Leeds on goal difference. And then you're talking gaps with eight games to go. Yeah. So if Leeds can, if that happens and Sheffield United slip up, Leeds win and then Leeds beat them, they're then eight points clear. Whereas vice versa, if the opposite mm. happened, Sheffield United go four, four, five points clear with eight games to go. It's, it's, it's like a, a tennis match hectic. at the minute. Everyone just keeps throwing yeah. one back and they just keep knocking it back over. The pressure's great because I'm loving that. You, no one's buckling right now. I would you absolutely know? love I'm, I'm looking, anything in the I'm world. I'm looking at Dom's face and seeing which scenario <laughs> he'd prefer. <laughs> the Leeds United to absolutely toss it all away at the end of the season. I would love well, it. Well, they're going to relax now. Because <laughs> 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 I was pushed out of his seat. I would, I, panic, I would do a special <laughs> podcast. Really? I'd get you on the phone and all through tears. No. I mean, you want me shouting <laughs> game then, would you? Could I mean, could ultimately... Could outside his house. Look, I think fun. you need to deal with your own house first, OK? No, you come, get, you, down. <laughs> come down. Come <laughs> down. I say, I think, let me just double check this, but I'm fairly sure we can double... psychological and yeah. physical bullying all in one moment. Absolutely, there. yeah. Disgraceful behaviour from oh, both parties. Oh, parties. right. You can, you can double Bradford's points tally this year and they'd what? only be two points ahead of Leeds. Just remember that. Let's okay. go back to that. There you go. I, I don't get that. I mean, I, I appreciate in, in that. In a weaker league. In a weaker league. We were getting on really well yeah. there, but um, it'll probably take a couple of weeks for us to... Uh, for me to recover from that shove. From that shove as well. Uh, let's leave it <laughs> there. Roll um, around and he's, he's appealing <laughs> for a free kick here. Uh, a reminder, we have EFL highlights of every single game in Skybet Championship, League One, League Two. We do the goals of the weekend. We have exclusive interviews with uh, managers and uh, we put all the best goals, best talking points on our social channel, Sporting Life uh, FC on Twitter for our football channel and uh, Sporting Life Official on Facebook. So please do follow us there if you don't already. Uh, Please do tell your mates about this podcast. 
as well. Follow us this week on site, sportsinglife.com, because EFL games, you've got Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup back this weekend, yep. as well as the Cheltenham Festivals. It's all there. Please do tell your mates about us as okay. well, not just podcast, but the website as well, if they don't know about us as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. See how Bradford and Leeds are shaping up in two weeks' time. <laughs> good luck with all of that. And uh, good luck to you and your team over the next couple of weeks as well. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this Sporting Life Football podcast. For more, visit sportinglife.com forward slash football. And you can find us on social media at Sporting Life FC on Twitter and at facebook.com forward slash Sporting Life Official.